Well, it's interesting to me that I didn't even know that I had an unhealthy relationship with celebrating. Hey, hey guys, I'm excited to be back and man, this has been an interesting pain point for me and I almost didn't share it because it's pretty fresh, but I think that's a part of my growth is being uncomfortable enough to share myself why I'm a little bit in the mess, but I'm gaining perspective on this. So today's episode, we are talking about celebrating and what it means to you. And for me, I realized that celebrating actually wasn't what I was doing. I was overindulging. I was going through the motions of life and since I've been on about a four-month journey of taking radical action to take care of my health and my business and my relationships, I've realized that I've been terrified to celebrate for many reasons because first, um, whenever I've put something out into the world and I've announced, hey, I'm doing this thing or hey, I accomplished this thing, it was almost like clockwork that I would drop the ball on it and not finish it or not consistently show up for the results that I was saying I was getting and was so amazed by. And so I just recently had started really diving into you know, my tendencies to celebrate and then drop the ball on things. And it's something about me that I was like, you know what, I really want to change this. And one of the things that had to change was my take on what celebrating meant. So I'm going to share a little story with you about something that happened recently. And I realized that I wanted to help women on a massive level. And I looked at where I was and I was like, I'm doing good where I'm at, but I know that I'm meant for more. And something popped up in, in my field where I was like, in order for me to do more and show up the way that I feel called to, I'm going to have to take radical action on me so that I can actually handle that weight of helping other people. And so I was like, well, I'm so tired. <laughs> so I ended up hiring someone to kind of help me get my energy on track. That was the main goal is I was like, help me with my energy levels. And we did it through food. Um, and I exercise, of course, and sleeping and morning routines. And it was a lot of showing up uncomfortably to get the result that I wanted. But I did this before Christmas. Actually, I committed to doing this about the week of Thanksgiving, and I had to go through Thanksgiving super uncomfortable, uncomfortably, super uncomfortably, because I was looking at all the food, and my brain was saying, well, you can't have that. Well, you can't have that. And then in the next minute, it was like, but you deserve that. But you deserve that. And one of the things that got me through without disappointing myself was upholding the commitment to, that I made to myself to say, you know what, this is what you're going to have. And this is more than enough to nourish your body. You're now eating for fuel, for energy, not for pleasure anymore. And 
I will tell you that it was really uncomfortable because people are asking you if you're on a diet. People are asking you what you're doing. And it's still so fresh that you're like, I don't know exactly what I'm doing and I don't want to talk about it because I'm scared that I'll fail. (laughs) And then something came up a few weeks after that. I made it through and I felt really good on the other side of it. I was like, ooh. I did something that I didn't normally do, and that was the key. I didn't fall into my old habits, and therefore I actually felt more confident coming out the other end of sticking to my commitment. And then I started thinking that following week, it was about two and a half weeks before Christmas, I was like, what if I commit to experiencing Christmas different this year? Because I was really looking at my relationship with celebrating and overindulging. And that's what celebrating always had meant to me. And not by purpose, but by default. Because when, I mean, even just in our culture, when we celebrate, we overindulge. Whether it be alcohol, whether it be in spending, whether it be with food, whether it be with our time management, whether it be staying up too late. When people come over to stay at your house and you're up until you remember being a kid at summer party and it's two o'clock in the morning and you're still talking with your friends, you know, um, celebration meant overindulgence. And that was placed upon me through our culture, not because that's what I wanted it to be. And I lived 34 years of my life, not even knowing that it was happening. And so I thought, well, what if I experience Christmas different this year? Because I, whenever that happens, I go on this roller coaster of emotions. And when you have five kids and a household to run and a business to run, um, let's just say mama isn't the nicest person to everyone. And then mama starts feeling mad and mama starts feeling bad. And mama starts becoming this big pile of emotions just wrapped up in this body. And no one ends up being happy and no one ends up being served. Um and no one ends up benefiting. So um, I really looked at it different. And so I was very aware of where I was putting my time, my f- what food I was putting in my body, when I was deciding to go to bed. And it all started with one small action. Because once I held myself accountable to you know, not eating a plate of nachos in my bed at night, which I will totally put that out there. That was me, like stuffing Dorito bags underneath my bed. Once I held myself accountable to what I wanted, and I actually followed through for one night, it was like, hey, do you really want to mess up what you have going here? Like that little voice of bravery started getting louder and it started overcoming my little negative B-I-T-C-H voice. And it was really interesting because, you know, usually my negative voice was always like, "Uh, you know what, Melissa, it's okay. You can do this just tonight. And then tomorrow you'll be on track. But I started hearing this voice of confidence, this voice of reason, this voice of purpose rise up and get louder. And it was like, no, Melissa, you can do this. And it was really quite amazing because... This year around Christmas, I I had the best Christmas possible because I was present with my family. I wasn't all wrapped up in my emotions. I was able to play with them the day after Christmas instead of 
think I'm tired, I'm tired, I'm tired, I don't feel good. I wasn't snapping at people as much. Um, it was quite amazing when I went in with an intention to experience something different. And that is exactly what I received because I put that intention in there into the world and I followed through with my commitment on it. So um, I realized that, you know, through this thing, it was like living my moments based off of how I was feeling instead of how I wanted to feel was really my problem because I was, my actions were aligned with you know, that voice that coincides with negativity. And if you don't come into the moment saying, okay, this is how I want to feel versus this is how I am feeling, you're not able to separate emotion from action. Um, And I see a lot of women struggle with this because it is also the thing that I struggle with. But once you can separate the two, that's where you're really going to start gaining traction in your life. And You know, that was exactly my answer. The one thing I have resisted my whole life was trusting, trusting what I said I wanted, trusting what I was committing myself to and the process that comes with that, trusting others to help me out when it's uncomfortable to ask for help because, you know, you didn't manage your time well that day. It was, it's really uncomfortable trusting God and that he has a plan for you. What does trusting God look like in your life? God, the universe, whatever you believe in, I believe in God. And, you know, I thought, you know, growing up, it was always conveyed to me that it's like, pray, just pray about it, just pray about it. But the thing we were missing is, I feel like, you know, we're asked to pray, we're asked to sit in the classroom of silence, often. And so much can come from the classroom of silence. Let me tell you, you will get some amazing answers in the classroom of silence. However, if you don't show up to do your part, then you're never going to get what you want. It looks like this. It looks like sitting in that classroom of silence, maybe once a day, and taking one little step towards the thing that you want. You're not going to see the end result yet. You're not going to see how how you're going to get there. All that's going to be shown to you is one little step. And that's how trust is built. Because if you can trust someone to take one little step that they got you, then you can start taking bigger steps. And they're going to show you more. And you're going to get to your goal a lot faster. And you're going to build confidence that way. It starts with one little step after another to build confidence with the intention that God's going to meet you halfway. Um, It kind of reminds me of the movie Where the Red Fern Grows. You know, there's this little boy in that movie. If you ever read the book or watched the movie, he's, he's telling his grandpa at the store, he's like, Grandpa, I want some hunting dogs, you know. And his grandpa's like, well, go get hunting dogs, Billy. You can buy them. And he's like, but I don't have any money. And Billy starts, you know, complaining that he doesn't have the money to do it. And, and his grandpa says, well, Billy, if God wants you to have those dogs, you're going to get those dogs. And he says, I keep praying, grandpa, and he still hasn't given them to me. And he said, and his grandpa says this famous line of, maybe God is asking you to meet him halfway. 
And Billy says, what does that mean, Grandpa? What does that mean? And, and, you know, so many of us would try to explain that to our kids. But in the movie, he says, how about you just go home and think about that? And what Billy comes to realize is that he needs to put in the work. He needs to do his part and let the rest take care of itself. Because if he's putting in his work, then he's actually going to get somewhere. And long story short, he ended up getting the dogs and... Um, you know, it gives me goosebumps even thinking about it because I was like, how often do we not give ourselves that classroom of silence to really figure out what the next step is? It's putting in the work. It's maybe, you know, taking a few wrong steps so that we can um, gain confidence in knowing what the right step is. Um, and, you know, trusting that, you know, you're not going to fail. It's going to take you to your destination. Maybe it's not going to look the way that you wanted it to. But it's better than staying where you are. And, you know, I think the most important takeaway that I have from that is a lot of times I just kind of envision this scenario. You're sitting there asking for something that you want, asking for something that you want, and an opportunity arises for you to take that opportunity, right, and get what you want. And God is standing there with an open hand with what you want. And you're too uncomfortable to move, to receive what it is that you want. You're too uncomfortable to show up, to actually take ownership of that thing that you want. I see this all the time in my business even because people will say, I want this so bad. The opportunity arises for them to book a shoot and they're like, but I just can't. And, you know, that's taking ownership over your own journey and figuring out What do you want? Commit to what you want and celebrate it. Celebrate it with the work that you put in to show up every day to say, I am, I am becoming the best version of myself because X, Y, Z, because I am showing up daily, because I am showing up when it's uncomfortable, because I'm showing up when I don't feel like it in the moment, because I'm trusting that this process is going to get me somewhere. And I have learned so much in the short amount of time from doing this that I can't imagine what the rest of my life is going to look like just deciding to trust and show up, coinciding with each other. So um, rewriting that story of celebrating equals overindulging to me, I'm rewriting what celebrating means to me and it actually means showing up for the life that I say that I want. And I hope you could do the same. I want you to rewrite what celebrating means to you. And if you follow me on Instagram, I'm Melissa Reynolds Co. On Facebook, I'm I'm M. Kate Photography or Melissa Reynolds. I would love for you to tag me in your stories if you listen to this episode and share it with someone who you think could benefit from it because, you know, This is how the word gets out there is simply by you guys taking the time to share something that was meaningful to you and helping the next woman along. So if this helped you in any way, just give me a shout out and or DM me. Um, Let me know. And I'm excited to hear what celebrating means to you.